0: You are listening to Melanin Confessions.
1: Hi y'all! <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin Confessions. I am Yaya, and I'm Brazil and I'm Nay, and we're back to talk about some current events that have been happening as of late. First thing that we want to talk about,
2: yeah, the first thing that we want to talk about is the new Netflix movie that came out with Marlon Wayans and Regina Hall. It's called Naked. If you guys haven't seen the trailer, he is trapped inside of an elevator and he is all naked. For the majority of the movie, he wakes up like Deja Vu, like Groundhog Day, where the same day appears over and over and over again, but he's naked every time in the elevator. It's pretty funny. There's a lot of laughs in there. There's a lot of him learning lessons, I guess you could say, or him actually figuring out whether he wants to marry Regina. And You should watch it. It's just an easy. It's not too long. It's not too short. It's something that you can get through, and you'll feel refreshed at the
1: end, so. And commenting on that, we were just talking about earlier how good he looks
0: after all these years, Marlon. He looks Mr. amazing. Mr. Marlon Wayne. I know. Black dome crack, for real. For real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not at all.
1: Not unless, <laughs> like,
0: not unless you're, like, doing drugs. True. Yeah. Or, like, or like, or like, <laughs> or like not drinking any water. I don't know. Uh. Not unless you're not
2: taking care of your body like a normal person.
1: <laughs> you know, like, yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> but he still, he looks good. He's been taking care of himself. and, and Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about Versace, um, Bruno Mars' the
0: song that came Versace out. Versace, on the floor. <laughs> so Bruno Mars released his music video for Versace on the floor, and it was starring... 19-year-old Zendaya. Zendaya. <laughs> um, Disney, Disney star. <laughs> Ex- old Disney star. She, you know what, she, she, um, timed out of Disney, like, super gracefully, comparatively speaking.
2: Yeah. Okay. Compared to her
0: counterpart Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how did y'all feel about Bruno's video with this young woman? I mean, she's an adult. <laughs> um, I mean... I don't know, because girl,
1: like, years back seeing her on Disney Channel and stuff, I'm, I I still visualize her at times, you know, as, like, that Disney Channel girl. And then when I see Bruno Mars in the music video with his, like, with his gold chain old man, you know, button-down <laughs> t-shirt, like, not even long sleeve, but, like, you know, those t-shirt stuff. Like he's on vacation all the time. Yeah, and it looks like wow. they're, like, in the, in the motel. I don't know. And then he looked at her, I was like... In my mind I was like, don't look at her like that. <laughs> do not. Stop it. But then, you know, as the music video progressed it was tasteful. It wasn't like they actually like I don't know. it was tasteful. It wasn't bad. Like she Zendaya was um just kinda, you know, dancing in her room in like awkward spinning in circles, but in a funny, cute way. And I thought it was tasteful. What do you guys think? Mm, I enjoyed the sim-
2: cinematography. That was my favorite. I just liked the lighting of the room and the outfits that they chose. Not Bruno Mars's hair. I felt like he could have done something with that, but hey, it's whatever. You're sitting at a piano. We're looking at your little fingers for most of the thing on the piano. So, yeah, I I, I already liked that song. The video didn't go overboard because I did not want to see him do any kind of hugging, holding, or anything <laughs> With Zendaya. <laughs> the moment her name popped up on the screen, I was like, okay, what's this gonna be about? So. Yeah, so, yeah. I agree.
0: It was super tasteful. Mm-hmm. I was so nervous. Because she's such a little thing. And he's like 37. But it was good. And plus, okay, by the way, <laughs> I think that his vacation little style swag, I think he's hot. Bruno Mars is cute to me. Oh, yeah, he has his own swag. Um.
1: I just don't want him looking at Zendaya like that. That's the <laughs> thing.
2: A- <laughs> I'm just like, I didn't know he was interested in someone that age. Yeah, like, yeah. or what the video is implying. Like, take it off of me. Um, and she's yeah. in the other room and you're playing your music all loud. And then at the end of the video, you hear a knock on the door and you're like, but she took her
1: clothes off. Yeah. What, what's, what's going she on? Wearing? What is she wearing but, Yeah, she, she, she went over and there then, to ask for sugar for her cake? <laughs> but in that scene where she does, um, you know, take off her dress, it's not like she actually, like, Yeah. you know. Yeah. It just shows her, her feet literally only with the dress on the floor. Yeah, it so tasteful. it was, like, tasteful. Yes. Um, But, yeah, I just don't want Bruno Mars looking at her like that. And then also just, like... Going off of that with casting, how does casting go? Yeah, that's with, what i said. Did thinking. Bruno like? Did Bruno request like, "Hey, I would love to see you know that girl from that one Disney Channel show"?
0: What's her name? What's her My niece. What's that? Uh, You know, today yeah. <laughs> I want to see her feet with the dress near it. <laughs> that end. girl will not shake it off. <laughs> that
2: little. <laughs> now she can take it off. <laughs> oh
0: no! <laughs> All oh.
2: right. On that note, yeah. On to the next. On that note, those are our thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole lot of what you thinking but still like the song yeah uh, moving on to a more serious topic we are going to talk about charlottesville um and a couple of things that we've been mulling over or experiencing throughout the week i guess do you guys want to talk
0: yeah so which is obviously charlottesville is a current event um and people you know, there's not really time to process because news moves so fast Mm -hmm. and the President of the United States is just such a... He changes his mind or shows his true colors and then tries to hide them again so quickly that you don't really get to process anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one thing that I think stood out to me about Charlottesville is that there was, like there's just like this air of hatred and i do not say this to mean to sound like the president but there's this air of hatred on both sides that i think we like don't address
1: which sides when you say both sides what sides so are you talking about so
0: the you know obviously like the white supremacist side is just blatant hatred yeah and that's and that's different from like the the disdain for their hatred that we see but then there's like the facebook posts that are like I hope every one of those people dies, and that their family members like burn fire, and it's just like then you're becoming like the person that you hate and so for me, my Facebook has been so much of like like liberals not even defending themselves, but like liberals like spewing hate toward people who just hate, mm-hmm. and it's just been like I've been conflicted um like how to react. I'm obviously upset about the situation, but it's just like yeah. we can't become our our worst fears or not even fear, but just like don't be awful, like awful people.
1: Yeah, like there has to be some type of it's like at one point somebody or where can we look in, within ourselves and try to be the light in the situation as in mm. when I say that, I mean um because I'll, I'll admit, like, sometimes when I see those images of, like, that that 20-year-old black man getting beat with the sticks, yeah. or by the Nazis, literally, by Nazis. Yeah, well, as in, he's trying to run away. Yeah, in his hometown. And yeah. it's like, that, just seeing that image makes me feel all these emotions of just rage. Like, why are you doing that to somebody yeah. who is just himself? And I can understand where that frustration, that rage comes from, um... But it also reminds me, that quote that Martin Luther King said, hate cannot, or darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. Mm. But it's, of course, that's really difficult when those emotions of rage and anger are still within us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like you mentioned, like, where, where... What could we do in our capacity? What would it look like in order to bring that out, like that light or that love, you know? Yeah. So, yeah.
2: For me, um, going throughout the week, just hearing all of the the hatred and ignorant remarks, I get that it's from both sides, but instead of constantly, like, waking up feeling scared and wondering, like, mm-hmm. is that going to happen here in my city? How many racists are hiding... In plain sight, how many people are wishing that I was not around, that they could have their America back, and that we Mm -hmm. weren't a part of building it, creating it, or shaping it in any form that you just woke up one day and this is how your life was. Mm -hmm. Like, how many times do I, I have to live in fear? And I don't, it makes me angry and it makes me sad to hear this news. It's very frustrating to constantly be like, be the better side, be the better side. It's, yeah. it's a hard thing to do when you're supposed to be the better side, but you constantly see them driving cars into people's bodies, yeah. not mm-hmm. even mad that they killed the person. They're like, well, that's good. At least no one from our side died. That's what I watched one of the things, and they said, at least no one from our side, so I count that as a win. Not even the fact that you killed a human being, that that life is lost, and then they said that they needed to make it better or do one up it next time so mm. the life of somebody just gone forever and you've got to one up that and hearing these kind of remarks and and then talking about like where can we put love and where can we change this and how do we change hearts when a heart is already full of hatred full of anger full of not even listening to you because of the color mm. of your skin and you want to talk to someone and that person doesn't even hear you you're a mongrel to them, you're something that's beneath them, that they are superior. They claim they're not racist when there is racism. They can't even see that what they are. And then you're trying to talk to a person who's literally blind to who they are. That is a very tough challenge. And then trying to put that on black people's shoulders to to unmask these people. Generationally. Generationally. Yeah, and thing. and you're trying to tell us to do all of that? That's a tough challenge. And when white people... I'm not saying all white people, but when people in those towns are like, I'm not like this. I'm not like Donald Trump was saying. I'm not um, the white supremacist or I'm not the KKK member or the like, Nazi or whatever I'm one saying. of the good ones. I'm one of the good Then what are you doing in the crowd for right. those people? Why is your voice so silent? Why is it me who has to fight? Why Why can't you talk to them about it? Why mm-hmm. is it our battle to, to do that alone? And I'm mm-hmm. not saying white people aren't doing that. I'm not saying there aren't people out there... Fighting and talking about it, but it's very frustrating to constantly meet opposition when something is so clearly wrong. When we can't even agree on the fact that it's wrong? Yeah. Right. That's just ridiculous. And then you want to say you're superior to me, but you, you have, you're so ignorant. You're so ignorant. You don't even know how things work. That, and that's superiority. I would really never want to. That's, that's something I would not experience, want to experience if that's superiority. Yeah. yeah, but a couple of things that throughout the week I had watched because people posted it on Facebook and Instagram and things like that. Um, Vice came out with their H- HBO special um, about Charlottesville, and that... Did you watch that too?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not seen it yet. I need to. I yeah. haven't seen
2: it
1: yet. I would say take some
2: time, like, figure out where your emotions are because it's definitely... Um emotional. It pulls on your heartstrings. It just allows you to see for people who they really are. They're not ashamed of how they are. They're not ashamed to speak about, like, this is how I feel. This is right. And I'm not wrong for it. And um, does it speak mostly on the side of? It goes all um, over, actually. It goes all over.
1: Um,
2: What I watched, because I watched, I think, like 14 minutes of it or so. And it kind of speaks all over. You have the white people, like a reporter gets into the van and she's kind of driving around with them and they're like talking about why they believe what they believe, calling people uh, all sorts of names and saying like, they're the ones who are wrong, we'll take them out, we have guns, we have stuff like that, we're ready to go. And um, they're talking to her, she's a white woman. I was thinking about like, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I don't think a black woman could get in a van with white people or Mm -hmm. any person of color and be safe in that moment. And so... Like, she went around, she talked to them. You see people in the crowd, or if I'm, yeah, you see people in the crowd um, yelling back and forth with each other. You kind of get different moments and different angles of what happened. Um, and people talking about the car and the guy who tried to resuscitate the woman who got hit by the car. And mm. he's like, I tried to save her, but she died. And it's just, you'll have to push pause in some moments and just sit there and be like, this is real. This is this is life. This is something that's happened and I'm living mm. through it. Like my grandparents have gone through stuff like this and I didn't expect to be a part of that, but it's still alive and well.
1: Mm. So, yeah. And I think also um just like with the access of information that we have for our generation, we could see we could have a um, you know, different narrative than what the news may portray of certain events that are happening um mm. in Charlotte like we could see the you know the the news certain news agencies might call it you know just the alt right gathering quote mm. unquote for a headline and then you know maybe for a different narrative of people who are on the ground protesting these white supremacists and these neo nazis they could see they can give us a glimpse of what's actually happening and we could we could experience, we could see that and be like okay we have to talk about this now. Like, this has been happening mm-hmm. generations in our country, and it's like I don't know. Because I feel like I wanted to bring up the 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 point of or the idea. Um, you know, it's important to educate ourselves and to see what's happening in the world and to mm-hmm. um have information and um. Uh, have information available available to us to see what's happening but then you know at the same time it is get, it, it does get kind of traumatizing to a point to see people mm-hmm. get shot on TV that look like us mm-hmm. or like to see people yeah. get run over on by a a a truck or yeah, a, a, a car. car on on and see the actual footage of somebody losing their life and i can't imagine People in the past having been subjected to all of these images Mm -hmm. than, you know, our generation. So it's like, what are the next steps? Like, what can we do without, you know, getting emotionally exhausted, mentally exhausted just from the... um, All of this getting thrown at us from different directions... Because we have our phones to be looking at just when we scroll through. Looking yeah, at especially pictures. on Facebook. Anything
2: will scroll by and you're like, well, yeah. I didn't want to see that, but here it is in my face and now I have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And as a black woman, hearing people who aren't black post on the issue and not knowing how I feel about it, like, I don't know. Just like when someone, not in this instance, but in the past, like when I'm on Facebook and seeing someone who's died just because they were black or killed for killed because of that, and then other people posting on it and I'm just like Ugh, I don't know in that moment I'm not really ready to address it and like mm-hmm. some other friends would message me and, like what are your thoughts on this and I'm yeah. just like to myself I'm not even ready to go there I need time to myself and I think that's yeah. important for black people to have um, good mental health and yeah. know how to nurture your your mind mm-hmm. and like maybe take faster or faster time away from like social media and not let yourself gravitate toward it um there was times where I just needed to walk away, and I'm not mm-hmm. unplugging, I'm not like, this isn't happening anymore, it's just, I need to breathe so that it can be better for the people around me, for myself, Yeah. to keep pushing forward to be a part of the the change and the movement, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's important, because I feel like that's the only way that you get back on your feet, like, because if the world keeps, you know... If, yeah, if the world keeps, like, dragging, just throwing stuff at you, right, And as a black person and then as a black woman, you have to, you have to go educate yourself, you have to find books to inspire yourself, to Mm -hmm. uplift yourself, Mm -hmm. like, you have to find a way to be okay um, and powerful on your own, and that's, we talked about, like, friendships and, like, sisterhood last week, and then, like, church and... Just talking to people who understand, who are like you, um, helps. But, yeah, whoever li- whoever's listening to this, like, take some time. If Charlottesville and just general injustice is stressing you out, like, take some time for yourself. Read, yeah. read some self-help books. Get you some Oprah. Get you some... Oh, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> a little yes. bit better. Yes. <laughs> Get <laughs> you some Jesus. And just find some peace again because that's the only way to overcome and to not mm-hmm. become like the bitter alt-right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the, I guess, the bittersweet comforting part of it too is that, you know what, There, this is not the first time mm-hmm. that all these things have happened um, for black people in our country. Like there was the Civil Rights Movement, and there was texts and books that Dr. Martin Luther King wrote, Um, other scholars wrote, and just people who who were there, like grandparents or um, great-uncles and aunts who could, you know, be somebody who could talk us through it, or um, we could read books about how to have kind of like a paradigm shift or Mm -hmm. a perspective Switch our perspective to see, like, where can we grow from this? Or how can I better my community, my local community? You know, start small. Mm. Our sphere of influence, our community, our city, our county, our university. And then, you know, a ripple effect. Because it is overwhelming, you know, to see everything on the news and having all these emotions and feeling, like, helpless sometimes or Mm -hmm. enraged. Um, But... Yeah, people before us have gone through it. There's a lot of wisdom out there. And history does repeat itself. And like you said earlier, like, educating ourselves and being aware that history repeats itself is mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also, like, before we even
2: started this podcast, we had looked up other um, stories that we heard throughout the week, such as Don Lemon he reported on the issue and how he felt and it, you guys should check it out we so will good. link that in there so that you can listen to him just go on and talk about how uh, trump um, how trump is ignorant so look that up there's also another <laughs> black reporter he might i think that a was, lot. He, if
0: you look up is trump ignorant you no don't look trump. up is trump ignorant
2: <laughs> type in don lemon we'll have the link so you can just look at the video and see don lemon um, discuss more about that and then also how do you say his name Giano Giano Caldwell
1: yes um, he is a news correspondent oddly enough with Fox News um, <laughs> <laughs> and the when he was on the segment on Fox News he was basically kind of breaking down he was in tears saying um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that our president has let us down he has not been standing up for what was right and this is now the fabric of our of our nation and Um, it was a very real, you know, correspondence, uh, reporting that he did, um, because usually on Fox News, that's not what you hear, so, it was, um, yeah, check that out, that, we'll also put that on the link, or on the, a link below as well.
0: Yeah, there's something magical about that correspondence in particular, I think, because he is, you know, corresponding next to, like, I think she's a Democrat next to him? Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm it's just sure. a black man and a black woman having like a real moment about current events in America. On, Fox, w- News. <laughs> on <Yeah>. Fox News. On Fox News. About what it is like, sort of, to be black in America and what they're actually feeling.
2: Mm-hmm. And that,
0: you know, that's a very unique connection and it's, it's yeah, it's real. Something to check out. Uh, yes. But um on a lighter
2: note, moving forward to our black excellence... Because we are
1: excellent! And And we we cannot be
2: stopped. Yeah, we'll keep (laughs) moving. Keep
1: moving forward. Yeah,
2: I want to keep that black magic um, still out there, flourishing. And with that, we have Beauty Bakery is a black-owned makeup company by Cashmere (laughs) Nicole. She's the CEO and founder of it. And I have been looking up her stuff for a while now. haven't purchased, but I plan to... She has a bunch of reviews on YouTube, and she even herself has a YouTube channel where she talks about her cosmetics and stuff like that. So you guys should check her out. There's also Vashti Harrison. She is an artist. I found her on Instagram, and she's really awesome. She draws and illustrates so many beautiful black women and just in all their beauty and all their magic, and she came out with this book for little children, it's... Um, I think it's called Little Leaders, something about black women. You can find that on her page. Again, her name is Vash Vashti Harrison.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, on another note with Black Excellence, um there was a recent article posted which um highlighted that Issa Ray, which is the founder and um director of the awesome show on HBO called Insecure. Um, her and also Solange, um, they hosted a fundraising event to help, um, a struggling black business owner, chef named Elisa. And, um, it was awesome because it was, you know, successful black woman helping, you know, reach another woman, pulling her up to help her out in her business. Um, it was reported that, um, the chef, her name is Elisa Reynolds, She was, I believe she was, like, struggling her business in some type of way. Yeah, she was about to lose it.
2: And so Mm -hmm. they put together a GoFunder for her. And I think there was some kind of event beyond the GoFunder, but they were able to raise a lot of money, and all the money went to her specifically. So they didn't take any piece out of it. It was all hers so that she can um, build up her company again.
1: Yeah, that's really great because it's like, what is that that phrase? I don't know if it's this one, but it's reach one, teach one. There's another yeah. one. Uh, There's reach one, teach one. I don't know. I forgot. Y'all but. know. You can comment it. <laughs> right. And let us know
2: what we were trying what are trying to... What are, yeah. are we talking
1: about? Yeah. I, I think it's great that... See a need, fill a
2: need. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: Hashtag see a need, feel it. It's like we're, we're helping each other up, uh, yeah. moving up the ladder mm-hmm. in... In the system, or not in the system, yeah. I mean, it is a system, yeah. It is. This capitalism system, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's great, and it's really inspiring to like, hey, we don't have to be in competition with each other, we could help each other out, you know, as far as um, entrepreneurship or just being awesome black woman, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great,
0: yeah, sisterhood. <laughs> and another black excellence is that Bruno Mars, who we were just talking about. Love you Bruno. Um, he donated a million dollars to the Flint Water Crisis mm-hmm. um, to help them out and hopefully it'll expedite things a little bit because a uh, long. Yeah, what was the estimated like finish date, like twenty twenty one or something? Twenty
1: yeah. twenty. Man, that's, that's, a that's a long time. That's
2: like, a yeah. long time. A long time. But that is a good update for What's happening down there. And hopefully it really does move it along.
1: Hopefully all this
2: money
0: makes a difference. Hopefully it goes into the right right hands. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) R-I-D-H-T. Not good. Not what I thought I heard. Okay. (laughs) Moving right along. We're going to go into our topic of the day. And that is this really interesting story. That came out maybe like three or four days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was this allegedly, this pastor named Pastor Henry Dewberry mm-hmm. um, commented on one of Nicki Minaj's pictures, uh, one, of, of bell one of her Belfies, <laughs> one of her Belfies, which is a butt Sophie, um, that he would like to eat her booty. With the winky face, or was yeah, it the tongue it was out? A, yeah, was it about, well, Like seven of the tongue like out emojis. Yeah, of the <laughs> um, mm. and yeah, that that was interesting. But we want to talk about that narrative a little bit, and the narrative that came out of that, because the response to this pastor's comment was widely. Why did he do that in public? Why didn't he slide into her DMs? When the response should he doesn't been, know how Instagram works. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. like he should be more wise about how he sl- how he slides through the DMs, or he should be more sneaky about it. Pastor. Trying to advise him on how he should do things. Right. Yeah. When the narrative should have been, why is this pastor even commenting on Nicki Minaj's picture? The narrative should have been, I didn't I didn't expect the pastor to do that. So or what? our pastor's not like that. We know him. Somebody yeah.
2: somebody have his back, and if nobody had his back, like is that is that the pastor you
0: want to follow right? what yeah. is happening? so we want to talk about a little bit about narratives of black men um in the church and our you know our perspectives uh, yeah, on that
1: so yeah, going off of uh what you were saying, as far as the response to um response to the pastor posting the comment in like the how he should have been more sneaky about it. Um, I just thought it was. It's kind of. Of course, it's disheartening to see that because I think if. Had that been like the first lady of the church or something oh, sliding yeah. into, let's say, Trey Song's public <laughs> profile, hypothetically speaking, of course, um, <laughs> how different that might have been, like the response. Yeah. Media wise, the backlash, the, the ridicule, backlash. Yeah. yeah, and the word, the name calling as well, yeah, yes. you know, like the oh. different award, the difference of word choice, or um, you know, identifying her in a certain um, light, in a certain light, or a certain perspective, perspective, or <laughs> persona, oh, Okay. you know, rather than There's had it been. You know with the the pastor situation, allegedly, of course, how it's more so like, hey, you should have just been more more more, more wise, you know, yeah. more careful, not even more careful, more sneaky, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like almost as if, um, yeah, at the end day you know what pastor you, you're a guy, you know, so just be more smart yeah. about it, it next wasn't time.
2: unexpected as what? wait yeah seemed to come out of it so we had to watch many videos on Instagram where people like comedians were coming at him and saying pastor what is you doing why are you doing that you don't know how to use Instagram you need to slide into them DMs if you if you want to do that and how are you going to be so nasty with that emoji like commenting on the emojis that were used in
0: public and
2: right. so it's just like what like is this those those are the um outcomes of his alleged thing and we say allegedly because he claims, or he's claiming that he didn't do it. He was, he had, somebody made another false account and it wasn't his, even though there was personal pictures of him and his wife on there and like his identity as a pastor's on there. Right. So whoever, if it was not him, whoever it was does not like him. And for some reason thought that would be the best response was to go after or What did he post on Nicki Minaj's picture and then go after another woman?
1: Yeah, but I think, yeah, going along with that, too, um, you know, at the end of the day, we don't know if he was hacked or not. You know, we don't know that information, but, um, we could just focus on, like, what the people have been saying, like, society's response to it. So used to the fact that he's not the only one. This yeah. is a normal thing for us. Yeah, it's normalized, which is so disturbing, especially within the church. Like, where is the accountability? Do you yeah. got a nasty man in your church? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking like everyone out there. Is this why is it is this why it's so okay and so normalized? Not that it is okay, but it's like, oh, this is expected of a pastor. Oh, this is a funny moment. Let's laugh at it. Let's just not even think anything of the fact that we're hearing that a pastor is doing this. So I'm like, do you got some people up in your church that you are feeling a certain kind of way out and nobody's called them out? Nobody said, Hey, as another Christian or another person in the church, as my fellow, like sister or or brother, you know, come at them. Like you might want to bring yourself to Christ, lay that burden down, get yourself back together. You can't be fiending and hunting and acting like,
1: yeah. Who holds you accountable? Rebuke that. Yeah. Like rebuke that. That action or, like, that, that sin. Not, like, make a a lighthearted thing about it. You yeah. Know? It's like, come on
2: now. How did we get here? How did it become so lighthearted? How did it become so, oh, that's just something that happens in the church and every now and then it's it's just a thing that goes by.
0: Yeah. It's, and I, it's, like, a thing that's, like, widely, it's common in the black church, I feel like. And maybe it's common in the white church. I don't know. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know for for a fact that in the black church, like, grand, my grandma is sometimes like, oh, don't wear that, or even, like, church mothers don't wear that, you don't want the men looking at you. That's, the men shouldn't be looking at you because they are faithful men, like, too faithful to Christ, they shouldn't be looking at you because they honor God so much that they're not concerned about what you look like. Like, mm-hmm. they really should be if if someone is a man of god then you you should not be a distraction and that that's something that they have to rectify with god so i think some of it comes with that narrative like from and honestly i think it was a narrative that people have been women have been using and passing down to generation to generation to protect their children mm-hmm. because no one has addressed mm-hmm. the men in the church and i feel like maybe it was easier for moms to talk to their daughters than to get male leaders in the church to talk to each other mm-hmm. and hold each other accountable and that's- especially at one
2: in a lot of the black churches women don't have prominent roles there so yeah. it's like let me have a little bit of voice and tell this person to tell that person to behave to more than behave not have that attitude or that kind of thought where you can just go up to, to anybody and get what you want out of them you know so that's a frustrating thing the fact that we don't hold women up there, too—we don't see a place mm-hmm. for them in a lot of the black churches. As the community, it's just like the the men are here. We got our deacon, we got our pastor, and you're kind of the deaconess who's married to a
0: deacon or something like that. Right. It yeah, it baffles me that men pastors can think that it is morally wrong for women to sit in the pulpit. Um, but then not have the same conviction about nasty deacons
1: Mm.
0: in there. Like, that's ridiculous.
2: That doesn't make any sense. They can spend a sermon on where everybody's supposed to sit, how they're supposed to excuse themselves when they leave, but they can't spend some time talking about conviction. Like, did you feel the Lord telling you not to walk up in my church having those nasty... Did you want to pray about it? Did you want to get, like, a brother's group together and talk about, hey, these are some feelings I'm having. Like, someone to talk to,
0: someone to speak to this about and not waste your time with... When do men Just, hold each other accountable? Yes. Yeah. yeah. When mm-hmm. do they do that? And we even with this with Charlottesville with all of this like one of the common hashtags has been like white people get your people. Mm-hmm. Go get your cousins, mm-hmm. go get your uncles, t- have these conversations. And then our narrative in the church in the black church should really be like men, go check get your, your check your men, get check your, your brothers. Men. Somebody yeah. get their deacon. Like mm. Mm. yes. <laughs> Please because yeah it has caused so much brokenness in the church. Yeah. It that you know pe- people for generations have stopped going to church because yeah. because you had four snakes in the ago. church. Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And their church hurt from that. Church hurt. It's like okay, so if yeah. trust if, is a hard thing to rebuild once it's been broken. Yeah, and it's like okay, if this authority figure in the church is doing this and getting away with this without accountability, then how does God how is God see me or how does god moving why does god God
2: see what's happening here and why did he let it happen and like should we be blaming god or should we be blaming the person who's supposed to be like our shepherd you know like the pastor is supposed to be leading us you know do you speak up when you hear something like or do you just wash it away Mm
1: -hmm. it's
2: the most frustrating thing to be a woman in the church who come i want community and i want to be around people and I, I'm there to hear about God, I'm there to praise Him, worship Him, and then to come in an environment where you can feel there's something wrong in the room, Mm -hmm. when you walk in, then when you walk someone, you can feel someone staring at your legs, you can feel them staring at your backside, scanning you up and down, they hug you just a little too tightly for comfort, like... That does, that's not okay. Never have, feeling that way. And then not in just one church, not in this, this is my church home, but you got a lot of little snakes in here. And then you go to the next church because you're fellowshipping over there and there's some more snakes. And then you're just like, is this, is this what we're getting here? I'm not saying this all men, cause it's not all men. It's really not. It's men. not. There are a lot of good men in there, but at what point do you walk into the church and realize, oh, I'm going to get a... a good person who's going to talk to me and not treat me like an item or a product because you don't know who's in that church you really don't know when you're walking in there and then are you supposed to not feel a certain kind of way when you walk into another church are you supposed to feel safe again it's hard to feel safe when you're like well this person just did that to me i gotta stay prayed up i gotta trust god that this isn't gonna come around again but then we have another snake in the other other church is like oh maybe i just i can be kind enough to her and wait around and then yeah drop a bomb
1: on her you know and yeah, going off of that too, um, I think at the end of the day, in church, there will always be people who are like, you know, like you mentioned, snakes in the church. Mm-hmm. Like people who are just kind of grimy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like we do live in a fallen world. And along with that too, even with those people who are broken, who, you know, at the end of the day, we all are. And. When going into that environment, I think it's important for us to uh, us and people who could who are the ones who stare and make others feel uncomfortable as women who make us feel uncomfortable as women to be open and be like, "Hey yeah like you say I'm struggling in this part and have that environment where there's openness and communication and accountability mm. but it's like culturally yeah. you know culturally yeah. in church it's almost mm. And this is not only in, you know, the black church, the American church. It's churches all over the world. It's like, churches for the good people, quote unquote, the good people. Or the people who have their stuff together. And it's like, okay, that's not what Jesus said.
0: And right. it's like, <laughs> that's true.
1: Where, like, I don't know. I just hope, and I, I really do pray that there's, like you mentioned, like there's people just be like, hey... I struggle with this. As crazy as it might be sounding, sometimes I do like to look at, you know, a <laughs> woman, yeah.
2: beautiful bodies. Yeah. <laughs> I just appreciate God's
1: creation. Yeah. yeah. And even know. or like what would it look like cuz of course I'm not I'm not a pastor, but I'm curious like what would it look like for a pastor to be open and communicating that with those people in his mm. sphere of influence like, that could if you guide guys it, honestly need be, help, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it would be for the, for in the church, there needs to be um, communication about just like, of course, not just putting everyone's business out there, but to be for like the, the people in higher positions in the church to be like, hey, this is what we have been getting prayer requests about in our leadership in our leadership this is what some people in our leadership are struggling with. We won't name some names but pray for us in this area. Yeah. Keep us accountable in this area. If you have any yeah. ways yes. that you you could help us serve in this area to hold us accountable then let us know. You know um and I think you know we're young people and we have a strong voice in shifting the the atmosphere like shifting the the cult, the generational trend, hmm, yeah. with our with our mm-hmm. our passion, our our vitality, and our our drive to want to see change. Um, but I think it's important to vocalize it too, because this is what's also keeping people from even wanting to go to church because they're so church hurt, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's keeping them from knowing Jesus even deeper, to know who He is, the one that we go to to hear the word for, and who we have to live our life for. So, yeah. I'm just, I just hope that we this can start a good conversation so we can go to our own churches and be like, hey, we got to work on this, you know? Yeah. So Definitely. If
2: anybody listening out there, you have a church and you're feeling like, I'm definitely feeling this way. I feel like we just ignore what's going on and we haven't addressed it. Then see if you can get people together, people you know, and just go to the pastor, go to someone and talk about it, get that conversation started, I know that there's a couple of churches that I have visited where they do have an anonymous prayer box. You can just write what you need to write, put it in there. you don't have to put your name on it, and they pray for you throughout the week that That's the thing that happens there's there's countless solutions mm-hmm. to this problem, and if you don't address it, then it won't get solved. it won't get fixed, so
0: yeah, I think it yeah, at the end of the day, church is for the broken,
2: yeah, and
0: I think that you know if you if we keep fronting, like, we don't have broken people in the church, yeah. nothing gets fixed. Yeah. Um, Jesus Jesus called out the broken. Like, I, mm. all throughout the Bible, Jesus was just like, Pharisees. Mm. Like, I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. Like, even with the Samaritan woman, he did it, but he did it in a way of grace that led her to healing. And so if we just keep things, you know, bottled up or stuff stuff away in a closet sweep it under the rug people don't experience healing and then mm. church is not doing its job yeah so
1: the holy spirit can't do what's can't be moving if it's if we don't open ourselves Seriously. be like hey work on me you know right um yeah and that's we that's why we need church like that's why we need community that's why we need fellowship that's why we need me we need jesus because we're all we're living in this mm. broken world this fallen world of sin and lust and temptation and backsliding and it's like hey like what we were talking about um, the other day um, to what extent do we just brush things off as being like hey I'm human so I'm good or like you know or it's like Yeah you know the spirit in the flesh, you know yeah. and how much do we have to just excuse the the fact that we may be walking in our flesh to the point where it's like we're not even be we're not even opening ourselves to be healed in the spirit. You know? Yeah. So
0: yeah. It's gotta change. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, y'all, this is a conversation starter and this is a topic that we're gonna talk about for podcasts to come. Um but, yeah, if you have any pray requests on that note, just, like, drop us a DM. Slide into our DMs. Or our email. Or our email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Confessions at gmail.com is our email. Um, our Instagram page is Confessions. Our Twitter and Facebook page is Confessions. M-E-L-A Confessions. N-E-L-A Confessions. Um, but yeah, please send your prayer requests our way. We would love to pray with you and pray for you. Um, and how do you feel? How do you feel about accountability in the church and about church being a place for the broken and about church hurt? i like, what does that make you? What does that bring up for you? We would love to interact with you. And yeah, I think on that note, we're just going to wrap it up. I'm going to call it a night. Um, interact with us like our facebook page share it with your friends whoop, 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 whoop. um and have a great week stay lit melon melon, melon lit, lit. <laughs> wait what is it melon lit or melon melanin, melon lit Melanin lit well that's a lot of melon lit. Stay say lit. that sounds like a drug like, no. a, like a prescription. Melatonin. Well, well, you tonic. can get
2: high off these melodies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Melody, Melody Perfection.